In this episode of the Latino Business Report, you'll hear from two exceptional student leaders, Christian Avalos and Paula Gallardo. Both are first-generation college students at the University of Houston, both are double majors, and both have a passion for learning and developing professional skills outside of the classroom. Christian and Paula talk about the importance of stepping out of your comfort zone and how organizations like the Hispanic Business Student Association instills a sense of confidence and empowerment that allows them to seek out opportunities while maintaining their culture and sense of familia. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. And welcome to another episode of the Latino Business Report. My name is J.R. Gonzalez, and I'm going to be your host. And in today's episode, we're going to talk to some young people. we got two students here that are actually attending University of Houston. Our first guest is going to be Christian Avalos, who is actually the president of HBSA, the Hispanic Business Student Association, along with their director of membership, Pablo Gallardo. Guys, how are you doing today? How's it going? It's a great day today. It is a great day. Pablo, how are you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having us here today. No, well, thank you guys for being on the show. I know you got, you're got you in the middle of finals. you got a lot of things going on, and you taking the time to do this. I really, really appreciate that. Now, Christian, let's go back. The only reason you guys are on the show is because you reached out to our organization, TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce, and said, how can we get more involved, that you wanted to be a part and get a little bit to know a little bit about more of what we do, and after all, how you guys as students can actually benefit from that. So before we get into that, could one of you tell us about what HBSA is and what you do? Of course. Well, HBSA stands for the Hispanic Visitor Association, and we are an alpha chapter at the University of Houston. We have okay. established... When you say an alpha chapter, does that mean you're like the big dog on campus or you're the dominant one? Or what, what does alpha stand for? Indeed, we are the big dog. We are actually Alpha stands for the <laughs> You are the Alpha organization. We are, we are. No, but we are. But also okay. Alpha stands for the Association of Latino Professionals for America, which is uh, an organization that established nationwide and it has chapters across the entire nation and several different opportunities. And it so happens that we are the chapter at our university. So HBSA is mainly focused in providing growth opportunities in leadership and professionalism aspects for our members. We are one of the largest organizations on campus with 450 members every semester and 65 events planned every semester for the development of the academics, professionalism of our members. And also we have events surrounded around philanthropy, academics, and then we have one very important pillar that we call it familia, which is just creating events that allow our members to have a support system and be encouraged to really exceed and surpass their goals. That's a little bit about us, but definitely we are the alpha at our campus. <laughs> there you go. Paula, you are the uh, director of, uh, you're the membership director. Now, we were talking about, Christian was talking about the different pillars. What are those pillars that you guys um, live by, if you will, at your, with your organization? Yes, yeah, so we have five pillars that HPSA stands by, those five being familia, leadership, academics, professionalism, and service. So with that, once it comes to 
um, recruiting and showing our members everything that we have to offer, we just explain to them that we have everything within those pillars that ties into the opportunities that we have to offer throughout our organization. Now, you said 450 students are a member of your organization. Yes. And you're yeah. the biggest organization yeah. on campus? Yes, sir. How did, okay, that's quite a few students. And do they actually pay dues, or is it just can anybody join? How, how does it work? Paola, enlighten us. This is your thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, being the membership director, I'm in charge of doing majority of the recruiting for the semester. So we start off early on during the summer, like freshman orientations, targeting our freshmen, giving them light to the opportunities that we have to offer here at the University of Houston. Um, and yeah, they do have to pay a few fees, but with that comes amazing opportunities, as well as t-shirts um, that they get to wear throughout the semester to just support the organization um also they like i think majority of our members they probably what is it, like good 50 percent end up getting by the time throughout their time in hbsa they obtain some type of opportunity whether it's a full-time opportunity or internship opportunities that come through their connections and networks that they build through hbsa and sure, also and that, it's important to highlight that some of these fees are a main source of our funding and without funding we then give back about six thousand dollars in scholarships every semester to our members so whether it's not just a full-time or internship or both but they can also get uh, scholarships from our organization which we see it impacting so many lives especially us being first-generation college students and even first-generation americans okay now bottle before the show we were talking you're you're first generation correct yes i am and Christian, you're—I mean, you were born in Mexico, right? I was. See. Okay, so you, so, so I mean, and then the majority of your students—it is the Hispanic Business, you know, the Hispanic Business Student Association. So I'm going to assume the majority of your of your members son Latinos, right? That's right. Yes, yeah, so we definitely strive to have quite a lot of diversity, but still, we have a lot of our opportunities tailored for the betterment of the Latino community. Okay. Um, but you're open to anybody. I mean, I'm sure you have non-Hispanics in your organization yeah. as well. Yes, which of is interesting. We're open so you're, to all majors. Ah, majors. I forgot college. Okay, so you are mm -hmm. uh, university, and, and both of you are what? What is your what is your major and minor? Each of you, Paula, what do you? Um, I'm double majoring finance and marketing, and I'm currently a junior. Okay, Christian. And well, it so happens that I'm also a double major in marketing and finance, and I'm currently a junior. When I was in school, I barely made one major, and you guys are double, <laughs> both of you are double majors and involved. That's great. So as, as we look at this, we're, you say you have about 65 events a year? That's an awful lot of events. I mean, how do you, how do you handle that plus a full-time school schedule? No, it's quite definitely a big load, especially because it's per semester. Every semester we have 65 events, um, and it turns out looking to about three to four events every week. So it can definitely be a lot to manage, um, and it's a skill that we work on a lot. Time management. 65 events per semester? Yes, mm -hmm. per semester. Wow. <clears throat> okay, so what would some of these events look like? What, what, what kind of events do you have? Right, so I'll mention some of the professional ones on the bottom then talk about some of the familiar mm -hmm. aspect ones. So we have uh, mm -hmm. case competitions and where we invite a sponsor company 
to come in and invite the representatives to host a case competition and where our members gather in teams and then compete against one another for a scholarship based on a case that they're given. We also have Corporate Retreat, a brand new event and where it is in a, about a four hour event and where it's structured of four different workshops, whether that is resume review, mock interview, um, networking etiquette, things of that sort to increase your professional skills and prepare you for career fairs. Another one that we have and we actually attended to this past summer is our Alpha National Conference. As I mentioned before, Alpha is the Association of Latino Professionals for America and they host one conference every year. This year it so happened that it happened in Orlando, Florida and it was a six-day convention. We took around 45 of our members to this convention with majority of the expenses paid and about half of them then received internship offers and full-time offers from just attending and being wow. there at the career fair. So these are some of the professional events that we host. Now, Alpha is, what, about 50 years old now? That's right. Yes, definitely well-established organization. It's a great organization, and um, it definitely focused down. You are HBSA, which is the Hispanic Student Business Association, but you are a member of Alpha, so you kind of fall under their their umbrella? We do. Yes, we're still a chapter at the university, <clears throat> meaning that we get those direct connections that Alpha is able to offer to any other chapter within the nation. Okay. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of um, personal and professional development type programs, plus exposing your members to opportunities. Uh, Paula, can you describe some of the other activities that you have uh, in the organization? Yes, of course. Yes. So within the organization, we also hold programs that our members are able to join, such as the Bigs and Littles program. Basically, how that works is our Bigs are our returning members and our Littles are our new members. So they basically they join the program. They're paired up by similarities and things that they might be looking for, like within the organization or that they want to better themselves, like personally and professionally. The Bigs basically serve our Littles as a guide for like the, the whole college experience, how to navigate through HBSA, like college and all of those things. Um, and we host like about three events per semester for that specific program where they can just build those bonds, those friendships, like just to make sure that they are like holding those long lasting friendships throughout the years. Um, and then with that, we also have like our professional mentorship program with um, where we contact our U of H HBSA alumni and they come back to be mentors for our members to be open, like open to all of these new opportunities, open to like the networking opportunities, um, all of those things. Um, what else? We also do host like our general meetings. For our general meetings, we tend to have sponsors that come out to the organization and the, we hold three of those per semester. With that, we have big companies that come out to the event. They send out some of their professionals to introduce their company to our organization and our members, open them up to all the opportunities that they have to offer. Um, and even like our last general meeting, we since we are big on familia, we invite, um, we encourage our members to invite their familias to come out. That way they know what HBSA is all about, what, what it is that they're doing all the time that they're here in HBSA, yeah. not <laughs> for them to think that they're spending a lot of time outside of, like, outside of their houses to like do any like nothing at all. No, like they're being active. They're getting all of these <laughs> opportunities and they're being involved. And our families love coming out to these events, especially Familia Night. I, the first time I invited my family to come out to Familia Night, that's when the first time that they were able to gauge the, the impact that we were making within the Latino community. 
I hardly see my parents on a on a normal week just because of the commitment of having to be at our event every week. Um, and I may come back home at around 10 p.m. So they always question, what are you doing? Why are you not home all the time? And well, them coming out to our familiar night, they got to see the number of members that come out to their events, the number of scholarships, opportunities, awards that we give out. And even our deans nowadays have reached out to us and told us that we've made a huge impact within not just the Latino community at our school, but overall with all the different uh, majors that we are inviting out to our to our events. One other important events that we do have are focused on philanthropy. We do have a strong commitment in being involved with the community by going out and encouraging the Latino community to vote, as well as going to the food bank and going to animal shelters. There's definitely a lot to our organization that we're very proud of and that we continue to strive to do better in to give our members more opportunities to be involved and continue to grow. Out of your 450 members, are just about all of them involved in all these activities that you've described? They definitely do alternate, I have to say, and I'm so glad that they do because there's times that we host our events in small auditoriums and we cannot fit them all. Um, but definitely, we do we do have situations where we have to cap our events at a certain level and a certain number because we don't have enough spaces for our events, especially those community service events and where we can only take around 60, 40, 50 of our members to, to come out and join us. But the way that we manage this is we have different days in where we give opportunity to different members to join us and be part of a community service event, for instance, which is the one that has the most conflict in this situation. But yes, we strive to have them all join us throughout the semester. And it really depends on their uh, on their availability and their schedules, because as you can imagine, and you have mentioned it before, school is, after all, our main priority. We are a student organization, meaning that we're first students and then the organization comes second. So it's definitely something that as officers, we have to keep on reminding ourselves because it's very easy to get carried away <laughs> being officers. and. In a sense, our officer board also, I'm sure Paola can agree, we create a special bond of, of a familia, truly. We get to work for eight months together, seeing each other almost every day, encountering conflict for sure, as you might imagine in a leadership mm -hmm. position, encountering uncomfortable positions that we're at, but a lot of success and a lot of reward, a lot of growth. So it's so good to now, mm -hmm. after seven months, seeing all of us grow together. And like the slogan says for our organization, succeed together. Succeed together. That is key. I also find it very interesting that is on your um, pillars and your um, philosophy, the familia. Why is that important or how did you come up with making that an important pillar? I would say that familia is definitely one of our biggest, most important pillars, um, just because touching back on the majority, I believe this semester from our members, um, for, out of our 450 members, 65% of them are first generation college students. So we know that coming from Hispanic backgrounds, a lot of us, like we portray that welcoming like environment and that's what we're all about here. We like to bond, we like to, make sure that everyone's being involved, that everyone's feeling welcome. So that's definitely one of the biggest um, pillars that we do have to offer here, just because it all ties back into our, our roots and where we came from. And it just provides that comfort that our members are looking for and students are looking for coming into a new setting and college environment. 
What seems to me to be, yeah, along with the cultural things, seems to be a heck of a support system. If in fact right. they're mm-hmm. they're first generation or first generation college students, I mean, they don't get that support. They don't get that mm-hmm. information or that experience or knowledge from home because their their parents didn't have that opportunity. So it seems to me that your your organization is a support system and that familia. In itself, your organization is like familia in that mm-hmm. you are like a family. So it's kind of like an extended family. Right. Your yes, members are definitely. an extended family. And even serving okay. as guidance, like you were saying, myself, being born in Mexico, coming here to the United States, I was not aware of what were the requisites to go to college, what were the steps that I needed to do, the scholarships available, the opportunities within within your time in college, like going to these conferences and traveling for almost for free and being able to then obtain a job just because of being involved, just because of knowing that that is an opportunity available to everyone is something that I was not aware of a year ago. Definitely I've seen the impact of HBSA in my life and this is why I'm really passionate to be involved in the organization, to give back and mainly the reason why I then chose to uh, run and become president this coming semester. And it's just a story that we hear from all of our alumni, from our current officers, even current members that have only been involved for one semester. It's just very, uh, very impactful, I would say. Right, Bo? Yes, definitely. I feel like definitely the aspect of we don't have that guidance back at home. Like our parents are not mm-hmm. aware of like, they're not going to show us like how to obtain the opportunities, how to network, how to talk professionally, how to like just grow professionally. So definitely throughout the organization, not only do you get to obtain all of those qualities, but you build like that second familia, like away from home that we're like so much mm-hmm. seeking of like not being able to like be close to home, especially a lot of our members that they're coming out of town. So like their families are back in like Dallas, Austin, uh, California, things like that. And they find their second family here in HBSA. Okay. Now it seems to me as leaders of the organization, you're probably at the majority of these 65 events per semester. And uh, (laughs) Kristen, as you said, not everybody has the opportunity nor may have the time according to class schedules and other responsibilities to attend everything. But the cool part is that you provide enough that if anybody Mm -hmm. wants to join or get involved. And it seems to me like anything else, people get out of it what they put into it. So if they get involved, they show up, they take a leadership role, um, they're going to get something out of it, you know, whether it be personal, professional development or that opportunity to meet somebody and possibly an internship or a job afterwards. So I have to, I'm going to ask this question, as you've, as you've been involved with this, what, well, let me rephrase that. Being involved and you're coming to the end of your leadership, what do you see are some of the main things that each one of you individually have gained from being a, not only a member, but being a leader in this organization? JR, I think you described the impact the HVSA has on our members perfectly to the to the detail really you get <laughs> out what you put in and really a year ago I transferred to the University of Houston I transferred to the University of Houston really misguided in a sense of not understanding really what I wanted to do with my future what my major was going to be um, but then got really involved in different opportunities at the university some 
which I didn't follow through because I didn't see much impact in my life that I wanted to have. I came across HBSA, started getting more involved. Like you said, I put in a lot of time, a lot of work, and then got a lot of benefits from it. I got a lot of professional help knowing how to edit my resume, how a resume should look like, knowing also how to speak professionally, as Paula said earlier, having that confidence to go up to the professionals and properly speaking to them, and being able to carry that conversation, being able to learn from their experiences as well, and then building your own network. I think definitely those were some of the starting skills that I started to gain that then led me to take on a leadership position. And while being in a leadership position, I have to admit that my world definitely did change. It's a brand new perspective, a realm of opportunity, if you will, opened up and where I saw the potential where our organization could continue to grow, but also how I could personally continue to grow by seeing that there's a lot of people that would love to give back, um, that would want to go ahead and, and connect with the student and tell them about their experience. And that, to me, I've been able to gain so much knowledge from it. So being in the leadership position, I've been able to gain a lot of confidence in my professional and personal um, skills, really, and just overall grow a lot. I've grown a lot in every single aspect in life. But then lastly, gain a lot of knowledge from experiences from others and mentors as well. Okay. Paula, what have yes, you I definitely agree. gotten out of but what have you personally, what have you taken from the organization? Yeah, so like Chino, I joined the organization a year ago whenever I had just first transferred from San Jacinto Community College, which I believe like coming from a community college, the aspect of, oh, you need to start applying to internships, you need to build your resume, like those things are not really brought up to light. And then coming into the University of Houston, I saw a lot of students that were already like, oh, I, ha- I already went through two internships and my resume looks amazing. And I already have all of this experience underneath my belt. And in, in like my position coming in my first semester, I did not have any of those things. I First of all, I honestly, I really didn't even know what an internship was or the purpose of it. And then I did not have a good resume on me and neither experience underneath my belt. So definitely, like you mentioned, like I put in the work, I put in my time and effort into HBSA. I became involved and I was able to first in the spring semester, last semester, I was able to become a chair for the engagement committee. And then I, in the, this fall semester, I became an officer. And with that, so many opportunities have opened up for me um, just through Alpha Connections itself, like going to the Alpha Convention in Orlando, like not only do we get to travel, but I also got to meet such amazing people from different cultures that have the same ideas and objectives as we do here in Houston. Um, and even with that, like you just get to like network and build those opportunities, like obtain those opportunities that we don't really get back over here and it's just a whole door opens for you um but with that i was able to like with hbsa preparing me to build my resume build my experience everything like that um i was able to obtain internship offers just through the alpha convention i was able to obtain two offers from wells fargo um and then coming back i still heard back from one of the biggest uh four companies in 
here, well, accounting firms being Deloitte, I was able to hear back and, and now I have an internship stuff with them for the summer and hopefully extend to a long, like um, for a full-time job offer in the future. But it's just like the comfort they get from the familia here in HBSA just honestly just ties back to my family, I feel like because knowing that I have this opportunity set for me, I know that no longer do my parents have to worry about like all of the effort that they have put into like take like um, giving opportunity for my sister and I to like come to school, like all of their effort is paying off. Like I now have like an internship set that's opening up a lot of opportunities for me in the future to have a job stability set for the future and be able to give back to my family, which is honestly my main goal. Okay. Well, it sounds like both of you are well on your way to success after college. Um, I just, uh, <laughs> absolutely. And I, I'm sure that there's a lot of the, um, your members and also students that, that feel the same way. What I find intriguing about your organization is you manage to um, get young people, such as yourselves, and I don't want to say assimilate, yeah, to a certain degree, kind of assimilate into main culture, but still maintaining your roots and who you are and where you're from. Um, the whole cultural thing is important. We do have a, a sense of importance of, of uh, assimilation in the U.S., but at the same time, maintaining your Latino identity, which is which I think is paramount. And that's probably one of the reasons you have, have so many members is because of that comfort zone. And yeah. they're surrounded by people that are not only like them, have a lot of the similar experiences, mm -hmm. but also you all are focused in, what did you say, getting there together? Um, succeeding together. Succeeding together. Succeeding and it sounds right. like it's an organization that it's not, you know, who gets the internship. There's plenty of internships and job mm -hmm. opportunities for everybody. So let's work together to, to achieve that. That's right. No, definitely. It's about celebrating our culture, too. You walk into an HBSA event and everyone is so welcoming. This is something that we hear for brand new members that they come into an event and they might be afraid of even going to it at the very beginning because of it, it being intimidating. I think it's a normal uh, type of fear that you may have going into a brand new environment. But once coming into our organization, it truly is welcoming, even by the music that we all share in common, Bad Bunny playing all, all around, uh, dancing, just, you know, that, that culture that we like to celebrate. We're definitely proud of our roots. This is why at our last event, our Familia Night event, we even have our presentation in Spanish to accommodate to our roots, to really focus on our family and to bring that culture, that sense of familia to our organization. I can only imagine uh, celebrations around the Gisises and Cinco de Mayo are kind of like very, yeah. very um, festive with your organization. Right. <clears throat> of course. <laughs> we were involved in a lot of Hispanic Heritage Month we were. events throughout, yes. Very yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, 450 members, that is something to be proud of. And it sounds like your organization is doing well. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I just wanted other people to realize that um, there are a lot of young people out there, such as yourself, doing good work, studying hard, but giving back to the community. And that's the, that's the important part. You're giving, you're giving, giving that, that servant leadership role, giving back to the community. And as a result, you're benefiting yourself because you're learning. You're learning new skill sets. You're learning professionalism. You're learning and getting in contact with people that are going to be helping you in the future. Before we go, I'd like to give each one of you an opportunity. 
a shout out, anything you want to say to anybody out there besides hire me right now because I'm not going to attach your resume to the to the uh, to the podcast notes. But um, how how would somebody Christian get get a hold of you or the organization if they were interested in maybe getting involved or um, maybe doing a follow up if we have a corporate or a business who may want to tap into your 450 members? Definitely. Well, Jr. First of all, thank you for having us today definitely an honor and we're really excited to have this opportunity um, and well we're so excited to be able to welcome new sponsors new professionals that are wanting to give back to be involved with HPSA or simply just serve as a mentor um, if one we're always looking for collaborations and a way to reach out to us is definitely by connecting with Paula and I on LinkedIn my LinkedIn is Christian Avalos Menor um, we're also looking at our website for HBSA, which is bowerhbsa.com. Simple, bowerhbsa.com. And then um, there we can definitely also connect and be in touch for any opportunity that there may be available. We're always looking for room for improvement and definitely other opportunities out there for us to continue to succeed together. I wanted to you to say it, Jr. That was your that was your tagline right there. <laughs> well, with, thank you, and and for with uh, with your permission, what I'll do yeah. on the podcast notes is put a uh, your LinkedIn address there, so each of them, so people can reach out to you. Now, Paula, I give Christian yeah. a chance. You're the membership person. What would you like to any any closing thoughts or any shout outs to anybody out there that you'd like to give? Yes, of course. So for all the students that are out there looking for their familia, looking what like deciding whether to get involved or not, definitely get involved. There's whether if it's at the University of Houston or other campuses around the United States, like there's something there's an organization that's going to be fit just exactly for you. And like I was mentioning to you before, JR, my my um model for you guys is the door of opportunities will not open up until you step out of your comfort zone so definitely do not be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there because there's the opportunities are out there and ever like there's professionals are looking for you they want your help they want you and their team so definitely put yourself out there way to go Paul. and to our hsa familia we love you so much thank you yeah. for all the support thank you for growing with us Hey, guys, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. I, I know I've learned a lot. Hopefully our listeners have learned a lot. And we'll definitely follow up with you afterwards to see what kind of amazing things that your organization is doing. Once again, folks, uh, my name is J.R. Gonzalez. You've been listening to the Latino Business Report, which has been brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. You can find more about our organization and uh, listen to previous podcasts by going to latinobusinessreport.com. Latinobusinessreport.com is our website. We also have all of our episodes on YouTube. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.